Hey movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 139. We watch movies, we read comic books, we play video games to escape into fictional worlds. This week, we're going to ask if you can live in any of those fictional worlds, where would you live? But you got to think about it more from a fun perspective of you cannot bring your outside real world knowledge into this world fictional world that you mm-hmm. live in to benefit you you can't just be like i'm gonna go to oz throw water in the witch's face and now that castle is mine you, you're not allowed to do yep. that if you're in this world you have to you don't know anything else so we're gonna have fun with that this week uh but josh how you doing tonight chilling bro but i noticed that uh something's was uh is missing the last time we, we chatted i don't i don't know what it could be uh yeah Darkness, Almost shadows, like you're well lit. I shaved my beard. I, sh- I shaved my beard, okay? Leave me alone. And <sighs> I shaved hair off the top of my head, but you got to think. You know what? Some people only listen to us, <laughs> so people are just going, what's uh, well, different about you know Josh? What? This is just they a plug. They are missing out, my friend. This is just a plug. If you're just <laughs> listening to the podcast, go watch us on YouTube as well. <laughs> yeah, shameless plug. <laughs> uh, speaking of shameless plugs, any bad movies you want to plug in what you're watching this week, Josh? All right. <clears throat> Uh-oh. So George has got eyes. a lot of problems with you. <laughs> so I went and saw Snake Eyes. And, uh... oh, keep in mind, people. He saw this movie willingly. Like, I can't, I can't help. Well, I can't help him all the time. I okay. Listen, here's the thing. I'm gonna be straight with you. Uh, this movie wasn't bad, but it was definitely not good. <laughs> um, uh, the first like half of the movie is like I think you said it best. Is shot by a monkey on the back of a moving motorbike. Um, and it's, it is hard to watch at times. However, uh, oh, sorry, before I get to the howevers, uh, Snake Eyes is a, you know what? I'm going to put up a spoiler warning just in case somebody cares. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Snake Eyes is a kind of a dick, the whole movie. And like everything that he does is, I don't want to say not redeemable, but also, when your main character who's supposed to be a hero is like making mm, I don't know the future villain in Storm Shadow seem like a saint um maybe you've done something wrong there uh mm, but uh there are some really really cool cool action scenes and I think the way that they're going about bringing the GI Joe back is actually really really interesting Instead of going full blown, where they're like, "Hey, this is Duke. Welcome to the GI Joe. This organization we just founded." Ha! Uh, no, like Snake Eyes' dad ends up being like a former Joe, and like all this other stuff. It's like it's like it's super cool. At least I think it is. They're doing a lot, a much. I want to say subtle, but not so subtle. But it's it's more subtle in comparison to what they did before. Let's put it that way. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but, but he talks some... in this movie, doesn't he? A lot. Yes. <laughs> he never gives a vow of silence. He's talking by the end of the movie, and you called it, by the way. That shot of him putting on the suit is the last shot outside of the mid the mid uh, credit scene of the movie. Um, I hate I'd right? be lying to you, bro. 
the helmet looks like a motorcycle helmet, so it looks it looks terrible. Like I get it, like oh cool, you're all riding a motorbike, whoop, 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 whoop. but like at the same time, like I just come on, like okay, look, I I've always thought that Storm Shadow was way cooler, but you didn't need to prove me right. Like come on. Can I talk about the good stuff that I watched this week now? I'm so mad. If you did watch something good, then yeah. I watched uh, Kung Fu Panda 1 and 2 this week. And, you know, <laughs> those it's are just fantastic. In case you hadn't seen it before. Yeah, you know, like a four or 5,000 times. It's so funny. I think it's uh, it's a weird thing to admit on the podcast, but you and I talk about how good Kung Fu Panda and Kung Fu Panda 2 are. But then, like, you know, it's easy to say those things. And then I went back and rewatched them with my family and just being reminded of how incredible they are is, uh, yeah, it was uh, very reassuring that, you know, maybe our opinions are right sometimes. <laughs> it's like rewatching <laughs> those, like, childhood movies and going, oh, please hold up, please hold up. Oh, okay, good. I had yes. good judgment as a child. And then, yeah. you're, and then <laughs> exactly. you go back and rewatch the original Space Jam and you go, Okay, maybe not always, but oh, you're gonna beat that horse till it's dead. I will. Man. The original uh. Space Jam is not as good as you remember. <laughs> it's it's got some good one or two jokes, but mm, for everybody complaining about the new Space Jam, it's not like the original was some gem either. You just have nostalgia goggles for it. No, um, sir. So I've got a busy couple of days of movies coming up, but I have seen something recently. I'm seeing The Green Knight Thursday night. I'm super super excited. Uh, and then Ooh, I think I'm so seeing excited. Jungle Cruise Saturday, I think. Um, okay, okay. But okay. I have a recommendation for Josh as based off a movie that I just watched Uh-oh. this past week that uh, came Uh-oh. highly recommended by me from some of my horror friend, friends. Friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, movie called PG Psycho Goreman. Have you heard of this one, Josh? <laughs> no. I don't have friends that tell me about horror movies. <laughs> PG Psycho Goreman is um, so basically this dictator from another planet, this evil warlord from another planet um, has been trapped like a genie under the ground and these two kids are playing in the yard and they just one of them is about to bear the other one alive which is kind of problematic and opens the whole door of one of the characters might actually be a psychopath but they play it off as just adorable little girl Um, but they unearth this (laughs) evil being but in reality they can control this evil being so it's kind of like my pet monster except my pet evil killing machine alien (laughs) except it's a hard R rated movie (laughs) like Oh no. The budget is probably $200, not gonna lie. <laughs> and it swings a little too high in terms of its costume design at times. I'm going, ooh, that looks like a bad Doctor Who episode. And that's saying something, because Doctor Who isn't always known for the highest quality costuming either. And I just pissed yeah. off every Whovian. Um, but I mean, it's fine. Whatever. The costumes were not that great. They clearly put a lot of money into the gore effects. Because um, of course it gets violent uh, and very entertaining because it's as you would expect with a name like Psycho Goreman, it gets a little crazy when a basically trained killing machine is on the leash of a little girl who might also be a little psychotic. So the less you know about it, the better 
because it gets okay. weird, man. Like a real, real weird. Um, it goes the route you expect, but also doesn't because it's just so wacky and off the wall. It is on Shutter. Uh, it's a Shutter exclusive. So I would recommend you watch it, Josh. And I'm not going to tell you anything else about it, just because I think I went in as blind as I could, other than the fact that it was a movie called Psycho Goreman and two kids find a evil <laughs> alien dictator. That's about all I knew, and that's all I needed to know. And oh gosh, it is it's absolute madness in the most fun over the top gory way and it's I think it's right up your alley. Um the other thing is I read uh Superman Smashes the Clan. It's been on my to read list for a little bit of basically a little girl and her family move into a new town and they have to deal with the KKK. It's a children's book. Um Oh yeah. Um, more like for, Jeez. I'd say maybe about fourth grade, cause dude, it gets a bit serious, but I appreciate that I didn't like sugarcoat anything for kids. Um, it was, it was good, but considering how many people hyped it up, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. It was, it was okay. It wasn't so much a Superman story as it was a story featuring Superman, if that makes sense. Like, it was a good story. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. But... It's clearly about the family, which is fine. Um, I do appreciate that it was a throwback to Superman. It's set in the like the Max Fleischer animation style of like Superman still runs on telephone wires because he doesn't fly yet, and there's story reasons for why he doesn't fly, and it's and it does it actually makes sense because if you watch the original Max Fleischer cartoons, he's that's where they leap tall buildings in a single bound thing because Superman didn't always fly off the bat, so. This one, he doesn't fly for most of it, but there's a good reason as to why he doesn't. Um, that ties into the whole racism angle with the KKK. It, yeah. I'm making it sound more complicated okay. than it actually is. I can explain it more to you off mic sometime because I don't want to belabor the point. Uh, uh, but it's, it, I'm just like imagining. I'm just imagining Henry Cavill running along telephone wires, and <laughs> I don't know how i feel about that at all well if warner brothers has its way you're not going to see henry cavill ever again let's get into our first news topic (laughs) segway (laughs) because we have yet another superman to add to the list um however this one is not surprising if anything it just feels super super late to the party because it feels like we've been talking about michael b jordan attached to a superman project of some kind for years now i remember i was working at universal studios in 2017 when these rumors first started coming up that michael b jordan might be attached or warner bros wanted him to be uh a superman and that was four years ago now so this is nothing new but the stories coming out are that michael b jordan's production company is eyeing a limited series about uh, Val Zod Superman. So for those that don't know, Val Zod is an Elseworlds version of Superman where he's black and he's, um, I believe he's one of the other people that survived the Kryptonian destruction. So you had Superman, Supergirl, and Val Zod was retconned to be one of the other survivors. And he's basically the Superman of his Earth. Now there's... Not confirmed yet, but it is believed that Michael B. Jordan, as well as executive producing the show, might be starring as the titular Man of Steel. 
This is not surprising to me in the slightest. Now, we've talked about before that this will be a dish in um, a side piece and not at all connected to the other Black Superman project that Warner Brothers is working on with J.J. Abrams um, serving as producer on that, to which I'm just going, cool, but if we've got, like, all these Supermans going at once, is Henry not allowed to be at least one of these? Um, I didn't think it was interesting no. that Michael B. Jordan... The supposedly now he has not himself come out and said anything about this project officially yet. I don't believe, uh, but he it's implied that he wants this character of Val Zod because he's just like, uh, I want to do a character that is already a black character pre existing in comics and not race bending a character that already exists. To which we've talked about this before. If we don't have an issue of Superman being black in this new J.J. Abrams one, that's totally fine. We think there's a perfectly good Superman right at your feet with Henry Cavill. But if the director and writer, whoever they want to be attached to this, have a specific story in mind, cool. Superman doesn't have to be white, doesn't have to be black, whatever. But I think it is easier if it's just a new character. I think this mm-hmm. this to me is off to a better start than the, the Black Superman movie because I think they've been working on this for longer at least that's my impression of this plus michael b jordan already attached to this he i feel like he's been in talks for this for a for years now whereas the jj thing just kind of popped up and maybe it's just me this feels a whole lot less damage control and blatantly a pr move than than the Superman movie thing does. Do you see that any differently, Josh? Or am yeah. I just kind of stretching a little bit with that? No, I... My, a little bit, but for me, I definitely see this more as a a confusing move. Because, like you said, like, do any of these Superman get to be uh, Henry Cavill? But, like, because, like, at some point, like, if only Superman... Super, Superman. If the only Superman is that's on like screen right now, and they're both black, I don't. Okay, I got to be careful with how I say that. But I think what you mean is if neither, oh, well, one of them is Clark, but one of them is somebody else. Like, yeah, I'm fine with other interpretations of Superman, so yeah, long as we still I have just, a Clark, a traditional Clark, in our back pocket somewhere. I I think it's gonna be confusing. And this is only be. I'm trying to make sure that uh, what I'm saying here is I don't want to confuse the mainstream movie-going audience that the because just because they're both black in the HBO Max series and in the new in the new movie it doesn't mean they're this exact same character. I think that's what's that's what I think is going to get confusing in that. We've got multiple characters, but maybe not because people have been kind of accepting the multi, like Marvel's multiverse thing, already. So I don't, I don't know honestly how to feel about this. Like you said, I think I thought this was already a thing, um, and truthfully, it took a little bit of reminding myself that this is not the movie with J.J. Abrams. It was one of those yeah, like, this oh, is okay, something cool. separate. So they just they. They yeah they just uh made it made it a TV show but um yeah like I don't this I don't know how to feel about this this is weird because they 
we're very clear that this is a limited series. So kind of like a WandaVision type yeah. of like it'll be six episodes only on HBO Max going, oh, okay, this is kind of an odd decision unless Michael Jordan feels like he has a clear story start to finish with this character, which yeah. is, is fine. Um, it does make me a little sad of I was curious to see if they casted him as the, the new Superman in the movie that they're going for, but now he'll be on this other thing instead, which kind of at least still in my mind goes, okay, if we're getting a black Superman, can it please be Jonathan Majors? That still leaves the door open yes. a little bit because that man could pull off both Clark Kent and Superman, I think, because he's got the nice mm-hmm. calm guy demeanor, as we, spoiler alert, saw in Loki. But for those that have seen him in Lovecraft Country, that man is like always like Chris Evans of wearing a shirt that's too small for him because he's jacked mm-hmm. out of his mind. Um, I do worry about it getting a little convoluted here of we're getting so many different incarnations at the same time. Um, and I've I've worried about this with Batman too lately. Uh, we know we're getting at least mm-hmm. two Batmans in the Flash movie. We're getting Battinson coming. I'm all for more of a great thing. But what's the classic line from The Incredibles? If everyone's special, no one is. If there's Batman everywhere, if there's Superman everywhere, what's going to make them special every single time? The, the uniqueness goes away. Now, Superman, for a while there, was underutilized in my mind from a film standpoint. You had the four Christopher Reeves movies, then nothing. Then Superman Returns, then nothing. Then Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman and then really nothing. Now, all of a sudden, WB is just like, we need all the Superman, all the time, every incarnation we possibly can. I'm just going, what's with this 180 degrees, but yet you're neglecting the thing that people actually want? I'm not saying people don't want this. I I am in favor of Michael B. Jordan as Val Zod. I think that would be a really, really cool choice. And I think an HBO Max limited series would be a good stomping ground for this project to take place in. But And I keep harping on it. But why do we keep neglecting the Henry Cavill thing? Like we can, I'm, I know I'm sounding like wishy-washy on this of too much is a bad thing, but at the same time, there is, you can do a lot of a specific thing so long as you're doing it differently and doing it well. And one of those things is Henry Cavill. And that's just not me wanting that. It's, you're basically screwing this poor guy over of like, he, Think of it like a roller coaster. This yeah. Henry Cavill has been waiting in line, whereas these two other guys have fast passes. This these two new Supermans. I'm just like, let's let's all get on the ride, but let's also look at what we have here. Like, I I don't know. It's like they want to do every mm-hmm. route, but what people want. And again, not saying people don't want this. I just don't understand the rationale from WB's perspective. Like. Then again, this doesn't. Maybe this is not a him thing, yeah. but it's like, a, well, we've got to have Michael B. Jordan's project because we want him in our corner, but also we still want to do this other thing because we got to make JJ happy. Yeah. Because JJ yeah. just signed that big deal. I I just don't I don't get it. And in the process, we screw over Henry Cavill. Any other thoughts, Josh? Yeah, I I don't know how to feel, man. I just period. I just you just don't know I, how to feel. I think I don't know how to feel about it. I, I, and that's unfortunate because I should be really excited for Michael B. Jordan playing Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
And I don't know how to feel about this. I lean towards cautiously optimistic. And that is that HBO Max is set to really drastically ramp up their production for stuff that'll go to the streaming service next year in 2022. As they've announced that they are releasing at least 10 projects that'll only be debuting on HBO Max. To which I'm just going, uh, HBO Max? Are you sure it is up to you guys to decide that? Because aren't you in the middle of being bought by somebody that has more money than you? That basically just bought everything you own in Discovery? Like, I I understand that they have all these things that they want to do. And we'll get into what we think some of these might be. Because I feel like some of these are already confirmed as to what they are. Um, But I'm just going... Uh... These are weird statements to make. Jason Klar, the current head of HBO Max, is the one making these statements saying, we're going to have 10 movies coming out in 2022. Are you sure that's up to you, Jason? Because if the merger goes through as it's expected to sometime in mid-2022 of next year, are we sure HBO Max, as it stands right now, will still be a thing? Or will they shutter it and merge it with Discovery to make a mega app? Because when Discovery fully acquires HBO Max and all of Warner Brothers, that will be the perfect time to rebrand, rebuild, and reborn this platform. Because HBO Max, like as soon as the gunfire started to start the race, they tripped over their own feet and have basically not cleared a single hurdle along the way. They continually bungle the service. It's, I still stand by HBO Max can be a great app. They just keep getting in their own way. And I think right now the current state of HBO Max is we are stuck in limbo until this merger happens. Like so many people, myself included, are going, you promised 4K content like almost a year ago. And yet... The only 4K content is the theatrical releases when they come to HBO Max same day as they come in theaters. That's it. I'm wondering if some of that got pushed on the back burner because they're just like, well, we don't know what's going to happen to HBO Max with this Discovery merger. I want to believe them when they're just like, yeah, we've got 10 movies planned to come out. I'm going, do you even know what the current state of your product will be a year from now? Because you are in the middle of a huge shift, not just on your own platform, just in the streaming wars in general. People are buying things left and right, as we're going to talk about here. But Warner Brothers mm-hmm. is an uncertain ground. They're selling off a lot of properties. They just lost the rights to Pokemon, to Netflix. They just lost the rights to Lego, to Universal not too long ago. You can't promise us anything. Uh, but... Josh, before we dive into what some of these projects might be, where do you see the current state of HBO Max, and do you believe them with their news here? I I'm about the same as you in that, like, wait, guys, I we you might be getting rebranded here within you know a year or so. So you know, where are you to promise us anything in this? Um, I think it's and. Whenever I hear, and maybe this is because I'm, I've been burned by Netflix so often, but anytime some some company is like, "Hey, man, we're uh, we're developing these or this uh, this specific thing that you guys want or something like that," um, I'm always hesitant, and I'm always like, "I'll believe it when it when it debuts. I'll believe it when it comes out." Because yeah, the Magic Treehouse series, like, 
the Magic Treehouse series, uh, Redwall, uh, Red, Redwall, like like all this stuff. Like I'll believe it when I see it, guys. Like I just don't don't pretend like you are just gonna promise all this stuff and then us believe you. Yeah. So we can at least early speculate on some of the projects because we know some of them are in development. It's just a matter of do they have 2022 release dates or later release dates. Case in point, uh, Batgirl, we know. I can safely assume Batgirl will come out next year just because they've already started the casting process, which... Mm-hmm. HBO Max, I got a bone to pick with you. I got a bone to pick with you. Last week, we talked about the four women that were the finalists for the Batgirl movie. And then you just had to go and announce who the actual actress that was cast in Leslie Grace the day that we aired the podcast, basically making that entire Mm -hmm. video outdated as soon as we published it. So thanks for that, Mm -hmm. HBO Max. Also, best of luck to you, Leslie Grace. I'm going to watch In the Heights when that becomes available (laughs) to me uh, to see kind of what you bring to the table. But screw you, HBO Max. (laughs) You screwed us over on that one. Um but Batgirl, we can safely assume, is coming out next year. They've already started the casting process. They've they've got their directors. They're they're pretty far along. Mm-hmm. Static Shock, or just Static, whatever they want to call that, that's also been previously announced due to Josh basically speaking it into existence <laughs> by his bold basically. proclamations. Basically. Um, that one is somewhere in the development cycle. Case in point, as is Blue Beetle. Now, we've heard not a lot about those compared to the Batgirl movie, so I don't know if those are 22 releases or 2023 releases, um, but we know those are on the horizon at some point. Uh, I would imagine there's going to be some other ones that will be not, I don't want to say like straight trash, but like straight up easier to make of lower budget stuff like a drama maybe a horror mm-hmm. i don't even think mm-hmm. hbo max has done a horror like hbo max original for horror yet no they won't they won't i doubt it i heavily doubt it that's that it's just not in their blood they like to pick the bones of other horror companies instead of making original content anyway well they do geez, it better than netflix at least salty uh, yeah um, mm, mm, mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, just... I don't know. I would rather pr- I would rather browse the horror section of HBO Max than the horror section of Netflix. That's fair, but that's also because it's all Netflix stuff now, and it's not. It's hard to find something that is not original content, which is a weird complaint that I never thought I would have. Like, I don't want to watch your stuff. I want to watch other stuff. Unless it's Hill House, <laughs> in which case I'll just rewatch that again. That's fine. Uh, but there's seven yeah. <laughs> other potential slots for HBO Max's quote-unquote mm-hmm. releases in 2022. Any guesses what you would put those slots, fill those slots Let's with? See. So we already we already said Batgirl, Static Shock, Blue Beetle. Um, what about well, season three of Titans is on the way. Oh, that's coming out this year. To... That's coming out this year. Yeah, but uh, so they're specifically why, talking why... about movies. That and the. So why not cap off season three with a movie? That's assuming they still have a fan base left. Yeah. So anyway, and that's um, coming from that's someone that watched happen. every episode. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think HBO Max realizes how many people left during season two. Like, if I wasn't so much of a Nightwing simp, I would have ditched it so <laughs> quick because. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, at least he he uh, he admits that he's a simp for Nightwing. Oh no! Like I got super <laughs> excited because I just found some like classic Nightwing comics. Like you guys, yeah, you know yeah, I have an I issue when I found a first edition copy of Superman issue one fifty eight where Jimmy Olsen and Superman go to the bottle city of Kandor and take up the identities of Nightwing and Flamebird for the first time. And I picked up that comic because I'm like, that's significant. That's where the name Nightwing comes from. I need that comic for my someday collection. <laughs> I I have I don't have a problem. Josh has a problem. Um, but again, what what were you yeah. guess besides a, a Titans um, movie? I let's see. Um, let's go. I'm trying to think of stuff that's not already in production. Um, Cause I don't know, I don't even know what HBO Max technically owns anymore. Um, let's say, let's say like another minor DC adventure. I think HBO, I can see HBO Max being like, "Hey, look at the success of Suicide Squad. They're taking lesser-known heroes and lesser-known villains and making movies about them. Let's do one of those." And I don't know. I don't yes. know what specifically you could do. Maybe do the Rise of Calendar Man or something. No, since they, he's been cast. He has been cast, but we're not going to talk about that until yes, the movie yes. comes out. Um, yes, <laughs> you're giving me bad ideas, which is always a good thing for people listening at home. How would you feel about it? I don't normally advocate of this character needs to be rated R, but how would you like an R-rated comedy about Booster Gold? <laughs> I don't want Brewster Gold to ever be a thing. For Nathan Fillion's sake, I uh, hope he's it's already never in the DC thing. universe. As it's I now confirmed you. that he is the fa- arm fall off boy. <laughs> arm fall off boy. The detachable um, kid. But yeah, uh, completely useless. Um, <laughs> I, but I can just I see the DC fan base and I can hear it now. Booster Gold in an R-rated movie, blah 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 blah. Nathan Fillion's nowhere to be, nowhere to be attached anywhere, and the whole fan base goes, "Well, we don't want to see it then if it's not not Nathan Fillion because he's the only one." I don't know. But that, even that's... though even though Hat Homelander exists and he's basically Booster Gold. Well, okay, no, not even close, <laughs> man. Homelander, don't you besmirch the name of Booster Gold by comparing him to that sociopath. <laughs> No, I don't think there's that much of a cry for Nathan Fillion to be Booster Gold as there was for Nathan Fillion to be Nathan Drake. Now, the Uncharted fan base, like, flipped their proverbial lids, which I still think that's nuts. Uh, I think I could see a Booster Gold movie. I want to know what happened to that J.J. Abrams-produced Justice League Dark movie that's supposedly still in the works. Because there's been rumors of, oh, we've got the Zatanna movie. That might be coming next year. The Zatanna movie? There's rumors of a Dead Man movie? Or, or, like... Of if we get Dead a Man, New Constantine would be great, bro. So okay, there has been some rumors, and after this, we'll we'll move on to our next topic. We've dealt on this long enough. There are some rumors floating around that before we get a Justice League Dark movie, we will get HBO Max standalone movies for all the individual members of the of Justice League Dark. To which I'm just going, yeah, yeah, Zatanna, yeah, yeah, Constantine. Give me an Edrigan movie, please. I just need Edrigan. <laughs> Edrigan teaming up with king shark please just because i need a whole movie where no one really speaks clearly um 
Also, if we have Dead Man, <laughs> Dead Man was a former circus performer whose costume mm-hmm, inspired mm-hmm. someone else's down the line. So if we could bring him in at mm-hmm, some point, that mm-hmm, would be mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. would be fantastic. Um, it'd be awesome. But um, also, I just need the question to be a thing. Oh, the question would be perfect for HBO Max. The question Max. would be so much fun. That's an oh, HBO dude, Max so much character, fun. if ever I've heard of one. <laughs> I'm just like, it's okay, as much as I would love to have Etrigan have his own movie, I don't know if, and I'm going to get flack for this, if he's a strong enough character to be on his own. Oh, no, I, I completely agree. I yeah. still I still want I, it. <laughs> he's going to show up in Zatanna. I guarantee it. Whoa. There we go. Uh, mouse freaked out for a second there. Uh, so, a few, I feel like a few weeks, maybe it was a month ago by now, we talked about how Netflix just basically paid a buttload of money to acquire the film rights to Knives Out, which at the time we were just like, that's super, super expensive, but we kind of, that kind of makes sense to us because Knives Out was a very popular film and they want to get it before it becomes a full-fledged franchise well now peacock is doing the exact same thing with the always culturally relevant exorcist franchise um this ain't it chief like don't get me wrong i understand and respect exorcist places in horror history but what because peacock is developing a new trilogy it's, it's a little complicated, but Universal and Peacock are developing a new Exorcist trilogy, and they paid $400 million for the rights. I'm going, do people still care about The Exorcist in terms of wanting to see more? Now, granted, new movies will be coming from Halloween 2018 director David Gordon Green. However, he's only doing the first one of these of this new trilogy. The first one will go to theaters, and then the other two movies will be going to Peacock in the weirdest distribution plan I've ever heard. This is that not complicated. Like straight to DVD. Ugh. What are DVDs, Josh? But okay, you can talk all the crap you want, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Feature is now, I, I just, old man. <laughs> I just. I want to look at Universal and Peacock and be like, you're not that guy, bud. You're not that guy. Like, I just, to be, you know, I got to quote TikTok at, at least once every episode to be culturally relevant. Um, but, yeah, no, like, Exorcist, of all things? Like, why? Like, that's not, I, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. What more stories can you tell from that universe that haven't been already told by mm, The Conjuring or mm, Insidious or you know name all these you know the haunt the haunting of uh, uh, what is it, Omniville uh, 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 Amityville Horror yeah you know I know my movies obviously that's why I'm on this podcast oh lord um, but like but seriously though like what stories are you planning to tell that haven't been told by all of like all of the movies that have come out since. Like that does to me, unless you're gonna retell The Exorcist, which I is anybody asking for that? Like yeah, that's I don't. The thing I don't understand. Is, I don't get. I worry um, that what will happen with this is the exact same thing that'll happen with Doctor Sleep. I think David Gordon Green will make a fantastic movie that no one will care about enough to see in theaters. Like, Doctor Sleep was one of the best movies of the year that it came out. Uh, I think that was 2019. Doctor Sleep 
basically pulled off the impossible task of bridging the gap between the shining movie and the shining book and met them both halfway and Mm -hmm. end up being a phenomenal movie I think David Gordon Green has a talent to make this a really good movie. I love Halloween 2018. It's not my favorite of the Halloween sequels. So that's just because the franchise is so close to my heart. I have faith in him. I do worry that he's only doing the first one. He's pulling a James Wan, basically, of I'll start a franchise and then I'll leave as soon as it starts getting bad. Um, also, Aquaman fans don't freak out yet, but he said he might leave the franchise after Aquaman 2 just to go off to do something different. I'm going, stop doing that, James! You're turning into Guillermo del Toro. Um, I, This is such a weird strategy. Now, to be fair, they've already like started like pre-production on this new Exorcist in terms of they've cast Leslie Odom Jr. as the main character. They brought back um, the mother from the original Exorcist as the person that gets called in more or less like Lynn Shay's character in Insidious basically like, hey, you're from a famous exorcism. Help us get this out of my child. Um, to which I'm just going, so what's Linda Blair doing these days? Are you saving her for the sequels? Uh, also, and here's where I'm going to lose all my horror audience. Mm. I don't care about the exorcist. I've I never, don't either. I've never understood it. I, it some people are just be like, you're too young to appreciate it. I'm just going, I have the same issue with The Shining. I think it's boring. Like, I understand it's not really truly about the horror. It's about a man grappling with his faith. And basically through the events in this movie, he gets it back. But I'm just going, yeah, 1408 did the exact same thing. And I like that a lot better. But th- yeah, I know as a horror like- fan, it makes me sound like heretical basically of just how do you not like the exorcist i I just think it's really really overly long and dull so this this doesn't get me overly excited it's like how i know we're getting a new texas chainsaw i'm not excited for that either because it's not a franchise i care about um also david gordon green i'm getting a little bit worried about him in terms of don't overexert yourself in terms of stretching yourself too thin because let's not forget he's still attached to that hellraiser series for i believe it's hbo max hellraiser of course being josh's favorite franchise of all time in all the horror genre but he's still attached to that josh just give me the dead face there <laughs> i purposely said that one but i yeah don't don't ask me my opinion on hellraiser don't don't do that don't do that but david gordon green is still I, doing I, the hellraiser series he's doing this I, I don't... He still has to do Halloween ends for crying out loud. I, I, don't burn yourself out, David Gordon Green. Um, yeah, I, I don't... Green. I don't consider myself very excited for this project. I don't yeah. understand it. But I understand Peacock's need to acquire more resources and content. I think they definitely made a smart move um, when they acquired the WWE network for a billion dollars. And then they've promptly ruined everything good about the WWE network. Oh yeah. I was watching money in the bank when your entire servers crashed guys. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, they've, they've still got a lot of bugs to fix with their streaming quality, but streaming services right now are in acquire mode. So from a sense, I can make sense of this from one side. I can make sense of this, but from another the exorcist really yeah okay yep let's leave it there man let it die in in horror movie history like it deserves like i just and maybe it's because i don't have 
I don't let something be called a classic, and so then I automatically give it respect. You know what I mean? Because like Scarface is considered a classic, but I really hate that movie. Um, <laughs> so you and John Mulaney both. Like I still, dude. But like I just don't understand like like the love of this movie. Also that the rights to it are worth forty million four hundred million dollars. Shut up. Get out of get out of my face. Get out of my face. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's talk about Spice instead. <laughs> spice yeah, must wait. flow for the upcoming Dune movie. Now, I've, I wouldn't say I've been against this movie. I've said from the get-go that I think this movie is going to be amazing. It's going to be one of the best movies of the year that no one sees. And after the most recent trailer, I'm not backing down from my statement. I'm still <laughs> staying on this train that Dune looks amazing. It's going to be one of the best movies of the year. I still can't help but shake this feeling. It ain't going to do well. I th- I don't know what it is. I'm just getting this sneaking suspicion of, uh-oh. Um, are we going to have a Blade Runner 2049 situation here? However, oh. this to me is the best trailer we've gotten so far for this movie. Uh, and yeah, not just because it's the trailer that shows the most Momoa. Um, it's, <laughs> it's the trailer that shows the most of the entire cast. Like, it's not just like quick shots yeah. of, oh, here's this cool looking dude in armor, or here's Timothy Chalamet, who is not playing Robin, people. Stop spreading that rumor. Stop letting me fall for that. I mean, um, he, I don't fall for rumors. <laughs> um, but th- this uh, trailer, dude, I think. Okay, real quick. Did you. Do you remember that time that I got rickrolled? That I got rickrolled by a Spider-Man trailer? Yes, <laughs> like like a, like a month ago. <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's keep let's keep talking about Dune and how great a beard Oscar Isaac's has in this trailer. Um, <laughs> Josh can no, always like, appreciate I, a good I, beard. I, oh, dude, that is also like his line towards like the middle slash towards the end of the trailer about no matter what happens, like you will, you will still be the, you'll still have achieved the thing that I wanted you to be. And that was my son. And I was like, ah, Oh my heart. Okay. Uh, sure. Uh, so as like, someone that has not read the book, I'm just going, so he's going to die horribly then. Oh, right? He's absolutely going to die. He's getting Mufasa. Him, right? him and, uh, but then again, there's going to be all yeah, those snobby, yeah. like doing people that just go, Oh, he does not die at all. He lives forever or he doesn't die in this book, but he'll die in the next one. Cause again, people, this yep, is the yep. first book only getting split into two chapters, which I'll be very curious how they split this up. Cause this feels like a complete yeah. movie here. You know what this feels like? John Carter. Do you remember th- th- this feels like Riddick and uh, <laughs> the, like this? I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, like if Peter Jackson did Riddick, like the second one. Um, what what is the name of the second one? Um, oh geez, Pitch Black. Because the first one's Pitch Black. No, Chronicles the first one's of Pitch Riddick? Black. Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, and then Riddick is the third one. Yeah, but so, no, yeah, it's like if Peter Jackson was given, a, like, a billion dollars and was like, we want you to remake Riddick, but <laughs> with no Vin Diesel. And he was like, I got you, bro. But, Here, let's do Dune. <laughs> but here, here's, here's the thing. Vin Diesel was in the original Riddick. So if this is more or less if Peter Jackson did Riddick, the movie still ends up being about family. 
<laughs> I want to throw my chair. Where? What? Oh no! How did how how did the Vin Diesel memes get into our podcast? How is this happening? Oh, okay. But see, okay. On a serious note, though, I unfortunately I feel like I I feel the same. I think this is because I I don't know about you, but I really liked Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh, I loved Eddie Villeneuve so much. It it's so good, but I did not see it in theaters because I wasn't sure about it. And I unfortunately think if this is going to be the same case with Doom, people are going to be like, uh, not sure. I'll go see something else. I'll go see Snake Eyes. <laughs> anyway, um, I, uh, but like, I, I just feel like this is going to be one of those movies that's going to be so dense, it's going to be hard for people to be like, you know what, let's go watch Doom this evening. You know what I mean? I... But it's gonna easily gonna be one of the best movies of the year. It just, gosh, man. Yeah, that's the thing is Denny Villeneuve for his films that he's made so far, he does not make light popcorn fare. He makes pretty in depth, immersive films that kind of just yeah. stick in your brain and make you dwell on what you're watching. And from my limited knowledge of Dune, again, I don't know too much about the social material. This is not your stereotypical popcorn flick. A lot of people, I think, may hope that this will be the next Star Wars, but Dune was never intended yeah. to be a Star Wars. So I'm worried that this marketing will always be tricky of you want to get people in, but I've never thought Dune was for casual movie fans dune is pretty hardcore sci-fi which there's nothing wrong with that but lately hardcore sci-fi like in the purest sense of the word doesn't always sell particularly well like you and i will defend john carter till the day we die dune fans are going to come after me but this trailer really does kind of give me a john carter vibe of classic um sci-fi like very very much out there um valerian in the city of a thousand planets not the best movie Mm. but an original sci-fi concept i think hard sci-fi especially one as um cerebral as this because again dune from my knowledge is very much kind of much more politically minded in terms of this person has an alliance with this person uh, this is over. This is what's happening over here, as opposed to good guy, bad guy. This this is everything that's happening. It's like more straightforward. This is much yeah. more all encompassing of a universe, and I don't think it's going to be as straightforward and hold your hand as some audiences may want it to be. So that's why I'm saying it'll be a great movie. I think, but I don't know if it'll be as accessible as some audiences are hoping it will be. So I think that's kind of where the trailer might be a burden for the movie. It might be a blessing and a burden, depending on how people are interpreting this trailer. I think this movie looks amazing, and this trailer really showcases, holy crap, so this is where the budget for the movie went. Like, I thought the budget was just to get every big-name actor we've gotten this, but, like, the scale of the fights look incredible um, when, I I don't know, was it the base or the home or wherever gets attacked i'm like that looks spectacular the size and the scale of this looks incredible it's just a matter of how accessible will this movie be plus there's still that ongoing legal battle that's going on of will this be a theatrical only release or will it be like every other hbo max movie of theatrical 
and HBO Max same day. Because if that's the case, this movie is definitely dead on arrival. Like, it's uh, already hurt. It's I already almost... hurt Mortal Kombat. It's hurt Space Jam. Um, and I don't. This movie is meant to be seen on a big screen. I just don't know if people will. Be, I, I just don't know. Yeah. I still can't shake no, this fair. doubt off of me. I, I'd i like to think that having it on HBO Max might actually help it. I don't know if it'll help it as far as making money at the box office, obviously, but it'll at least, I think it has a better chance of getting in front of people if you have that split. Yeah, that makes because sense. Because some people will not be willing to go pay... By the way, I paid sixteen bucks to see Snake Eyes, so that was cool. Was it um, at least like an IMAX or something? Like, I I want to I want it that. I mean, it was in like a good theater, I guess. It had the nice seats. I don't know. It's an a, it's, it's it was an AMC, if that tells you anything. Oh, uh, yeah, um, that explains it. But I I just I want I want to believe <laughs> X Men having no, it split. We'll get it in front of more eyeballs. But see, <laughs> here's where I disagree. Anyway. Of, but here's where I disagree. Of if they watch it at home, are they going to be inclined to go mm-hmm. back out to the theater to pay money to see this again? Mm. Or if they like it, they'll probably just watch it again at home. I think, yeah, if you like it, if you watch it at home, you've got to really, really, really like it. Or just be one of those weird people that be like, well, I'll see it in theaters. In which case, you probably were already going to see it in theaters. I don't I don't know yeah, if I agree with the right. logic of just like, if people really like it, then they'll watch it again. They'll pay money to see it again yeah. in theaters. Maybe. Now, Who knows? A trailer that did really, really win us over is the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. Oh my gosh, am I getting so incredibly hyped for this movie. Now, preface this by saying, Josh and I are not the biggest Ghostbusters fans. I think I enjoy the first movie more than Josh does, but even then, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I think Ghostbusters is very much one of those things of you have to grow up with it. You can still enjoy it if you didn't grow up with it, but I find, I have to be careful how I say this, the biggest amount of Ghostbusters fans are... clearly within a specific age demographic and grew up with the movie um boomers (laughs) boomers sure josh sure (laughs) um but it's very much within a certain age demographic that's totally fine it we were just past that generation i think the first one's just it's fine i don't think it's as great as everyone makes it out to be but we can agree to disagree what we can't agree to disagree on because we all need to be on the same page is this is an amazing trailer and I really have complete faith in Ghostbusters Afterlife because holy crap, this trailer gets me in the feels for a franchise that I don't even really have feels for. Like, this felt to me like the Force Awakens of the Ghostbusters franchise, except Unlike Force Awakens, it doesn't rely or need the original cast to draw out that nostalgia. I appreciated that this trailer, even though it's for Ghostbusters, it still is choosing to focus on this new cast of McKenna Grace, who is 
fantastic and one of the best up and coming mm-hmm. actresses out there. Um, Finn Wolfhard, who is also amazing. I appreciate that the trailer continues to focus on them, continues to focus on America's sweetheart. That is Paul Rudd. There's a little bit of the original cast, but by and large, it is just about the new guys, except for that NTs, which I appreciate that they don't show who it is, but they, they gave just enough to bait us. We'll, we'll talk more about it, but Josh, what did you think about this Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer? I really liked it. Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, I think you and I are were already digging it when in the first one, but then this one just keeps amping it up, and to the point where, whenever they take the the the, the station wagon, and they're like, oh, "Are you grabbing this one?" I was like, "Yeah, well, it was the only one with an engine in it," and they they just. Oh, it's like Force Awakens. Have, I think you can fly that garbage. The well, garbage will to, do. To the point where. Yeah, like to the point where when they're chasing Slime, Slimer, who it's I'm, – I'm very intrigued as to why all of the old ghosts are coming back, which, again, like you said, I have no emotional attachment to this franchise whatsoever. But here we are. I'm excited for it because when she pops up, first of all, the popping out on, on like on the on the side of the station wagon as like a gunner seat to 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 get the to get the ghost is super cool. But also, you have an RC car chasing it down. Yeah, that was with awesome. the ghost trap, like, bro, like let's go. I'm so excited for. Okay, this. so my my initial reaction mm. is. Maybe the reason Egon has willed him this house in the middle of nowhere is that's where he's buried the ghost traps. And they're all, this is more or less like that's what I think the so last too. line defense of, I want to make sure you are making sure that these ghosts do not escape. And something happens, and all the ghosts escape. And so they now have to go round up all the ghosts that the Ghostbusters have ever collected and bring them back. And they need to bring back the original Ghostbusters. Now, thanks to some toy leaks, we know that everyone's coming back. However, the toy leaks did not confirm to me something that I really, really want to know. And it's the one character and the one person that I need to come back more than Dan Aykroyd, more than Bill Murray, more than... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guy. Who's who's the one that no one really remembers? Um... The one that we always make fun of. He's yeah, just, he's got nothing on his calendar. Ernie Hudson. Sorry, Ernie Hudson. <laughs> I feel so bad. Yeah. I forget. I always yeah. forget about Ernie Hudson. More so than <laughs> Ernie Hudson. My question is, is Rick Moranis in this movie? Because I want all hope to be lost. Everyone is about to die. And then Rick Moranis comes in with a freaking Ghostbusters pack and just sucks everybody back in. And just goes, oh hey hey everybody, um, I I heard you need some assistance. Like, come on, man! Please, please, and it's more just because I want Rick back. Yes, I need him. I need him back. Kind of like I, there's a part of me that misses uh, Steve Martin's brand of comedies. Yes, like I just I need that kind of stuff back. And you know, Rick would just be the 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 first step in that. Like, we know him as an actor. He's coming back for uh, the new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. So we know he's making his return to acting in some capacity in a future project. So 
can he come back for this one please like I know everyone's getting excited. Oh, we heard Bill Murray at the end. I, again, appreciate that they didn't show him because they're they're really holding that one close to the vest. But please, can we have Rick Moranis back, please? Please, that's all I want. Just just Rick Moranis, and then Rick Moranis has a spinoff movie and set in the Ghostbusters universe. Then we just get a Rick Moranis movie. Uh, just, just everything Rick Moranis has continued to bless us with the wonderfulness that is Rick Moranis, please. Yeah, he's he's come back for something recently, hasn't he? Yes. Outside of the honey, he came back for that honey fantastic Rutgers. Mint Mobile commercial with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, do you know which one I'm talking uh, about? I, I I do, unfortunately. It's so uh, good. <laughs> let's move on to the scariest thing we're going to talk about today. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> which. This is single-handedly both the greatest and the worst thumbnail I've ever created. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Vince McMahon is one terrifying, terrifying man, the head and ruiner of WWE, the creator, and it's also, it's the greatest thing to happen to WWE and the worst thing to happen to WWE. But now we're getting a scripted TV series about Vince McMahon himself from Blumhouse TV, which under any circumstance, I would be excited for that. Except for this one specific circumstance, in which case, Vince McMahon himself is an executive producer, along with several other creative members from WWE. So I'm going, oh, so you're going to sugarcoat the crap out of this, because the show supposedly is about his um, steroid trial, in which case he was on trial for providing his wrestlers with steroids and basically getting a whole heap of trouble for that. Um also, side tangent real quick. Whatever happened to that Vince McMahon biopic that we heard about with um, Chris Hemsworth attached to it in some capacity as Hulk Hogan? Like, did that just is that just still languishing away in development hell and we're never going to hear about that again? I, I like Blumhouse a lot. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like a natural pairing here. Not because the story of Vince McMahon doesn't lend itself to be a show or a movie it absolutely does i this is a morbid thought but i look forward to when vince is gone the stories that will be presented that we can tell because while he is alive he will not let anything that might tarnish his legacy come out that's why i'm not overly excited about this just because i know they're gonna edit and change so much about this because WWE, more so than any other company I've ever seen, is so micromanaging of their own image, and especially Vince McMahon of his yeah. own image, just going, yeah, I need to be portrayed a certain way. Case in point, this picture here is of him on the cover of Muscle and Fitness from a few years ago. I'm just like, dude, it's okay that you don't look in peak condition, but you still have to have this weird thing about him that he always it's all about the show for him and he always has to control the narrative he's such a micromanager which again it's weird that blumhouse is doing this because blumhouse by and large is known for their creative freedoms they let their people that run their stuff just run their stuff they give them a low budget and then they just roll with it this this feels like it should completely clash of a completely not completely hands-off but very creative driven company with blumhouse and the micromanaging style of Vince McMahon. I'd be much more excited if he was not involved from a behind-the-scenes standpoint. But again, 
if he's attached to it or WWE is attached to anything and whatsoever, they will man micromanage the crap out of it while he is still alive. Yep. I, it's why I think people like the, um, dark side. What is the dark side of the map? Dark side of the ring. Matt or dark, 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 dark side of the ring. Like it so much. Cause it does not sugarcoat things. It's very plain. It's very clear. You want to, you want to tell the story of the way that a sociopath broke the law and hurt a bunch of people, but you're going to let got away with it. Yeah. Got away with it, but you're going to let the sociopath tell the story like that doesn't make. Yeah. It's to me. It doesn't make sense. It just get wrong. It just, it's don't get me wrong. I want a Vince McMahon movie someday, but it'll have to be after he passes. Like for those that know, uh, there's this great movie called the founder starring Michael Keaton as basically the founding of McDonald's do something like that. Except with Vince McMahon, because Vince McMahon is one of the most, I'll give him credit where credit's due. He's one of the most brilliant, but at the same time, evil businessmen that's ever lived. So basically Vince McMahon became the head of WWE because his father ran the WWE back in the day, Vince McMahon Sr. Basically, Vince Sr. on his deathbed said, hey, you can have the company so long as you don't expand it because at the time there was these things called territories. So wrestling companies, basically, like New York would be a territory. Florida would be a territory. California would be a territory. And you don't basically, you don't impoach on other people's territories. That's just the unwritten rule. And so Vince Sr. told him, do not, you can run the company, but you can't take from other people's territories. Vince basically destroyed the territory system forever and basically made WWE a monopoly up until a few years ago. That's a phenomenal movie to make. The rise of this conglomerate of basically the backstabbing, conniving that Vince has done over the years. He's made some brilliant moves. WrestleMania was the biggest gamble of his entire life, and it's become a huge thing. But he does not always do it ethically. And us saying that is going to get this video suspiciously removed from YouTube for some reason. So mark my words. <laughs> um, he is one of the greatest villains of all time. But he wants to be perceived as this great championing hero. So I think that's where the big conflict comes in. And even if he's not directly involved... Anything with his brand gets micromanaged to crap. Josh and I have spoken at length about our love for the movie Fighting With Our Family, which if you guys liked Black Widow or you like Florence Pugh and you see more of her, see Fighting With My Family. That was the first role I saw her in. She's phenomenal. But Josh and I both had massive issues with how WWE is portrayed in that movie of they get their own details wrong because... This movie is supposed to take place in, like, what, 2014? But yet there's a whole bunch of mm-hmm. internal, like, inconsistencies within WWE. I'm just going, WWE, you own all this stuff. Like, why why can't you just use your own stuff? But they want to be portrayed a certain way and have a certain image. It This just sounds... On paper, it should be interesting. But if Vince wasn't involved... I'd be much more interested. And again, if Kevin yeah. Dunn wasn't involved, he, he was also one of the producers who, for those that don't know, if there's anyone in WWE that I hate more than Vince McMahon, it's Kevin Dunn. He's the guy that is the director on every single episode. And if you want to know how not to direct an episode of television, look at Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Just, uh, just don't look him right in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> just... 
just for that, Josh, you can have the sponsor's spot back for this week. Can can you redeem yourself? Yay! Yay! All right. thing going um <clears throat> off to a great start if you yeah I mean, <laughs> if you like what you see here and you want to see more follow us on youtube or sport us on t public if you need a t-shirts mugs uh a magazine i don't know you could do don't just get about, just about <laughs> that's a thing i'm this false advertising uh but uh, you can get just about anything on tpublic.com with a, the Uncharted Media Store. Link down in the description below. If you want to support the channel and help us do some really cool stuff, uh, be sure to check out our store in t- at tpublic.com. And also, as Josh said, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube if you aren't listening to us already on YouTube as we're getting close to 500 subscribers and we want to get that by the end of the yeah. year. So you can help us get there. Now, let's talk about houses, shall we? We always, <laughs> as we have this fantastic graphic this week. Um, I just, <laughs> yeah. I I want Gandalf okay. to be my realtor. I'm just. <laughs> it'd be both the greatest oh, thing man. and the worst thing, I think. Um, but the reason we immerse ourselves. <laughs> Do you want to see a bungalow? <laughs> I just like imagining him being doing all his voices from like uh from from the Hobbit where he's like, do you want to go on an adventure? Like all of a sudden, it's all like, do you want to see a, a two bedroom rat? No, I'm oh. more, I'm more just picturing him. <laughs> I'm just picturing him as a landlord for like buildings, and it'd be like, hey, uh, Gandalf, when when is rent due? It's never early nor is it late. It arrives exactly when it intends to. Yeah, yeah, but what day is that? Oh, the day will come. Oh, that's not so bad. Go on. Just tell me when to pay, old man. <laughs> he hands you the contracts, and he's like, here, I'm, uh, just hold on to these for a little bit. Uh, you know, I need you to sign them. And he comes back a few days later. Where are the contracts? Are they secret? Is it safe? <laughs> no, I thought you were about to say, before you can sign the contract, some little man comes, steals it, runs across your front lawn going, I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> he uh you he he does a credit check to allow you to rent his things and it's a really bad credit you shall not pass <laughs> your credit score <laughs> oh we're off to a great start all right, we're here off to a great start oh jinx you know, so we're getting all nice and loose up for this one because this is going to be a fun just off the wall conversation here so the reason we get into oh, movies man. is the world's that there are characters inhabit so if we got to inhabit one of these worlds along with these characters where do we want to live so we're both going to come at this from a totally goofy and ridiculous but also from a practical standpoint because it also this could be any fictional place uh i think almost all minor movies but uh if you wanted to have like a tv show or a video game sure let's throw that in there um <laughs> yeah so uh we try to like logically think about this like i wanted to do psych but i'm just like mm, i'm sure santa, santa barbara, barbara has really really place. high rent so i'm not gonna worry about that yeah. like i yeah. that's that's how that's how much i was just like eh. also i'm going to set a timer i'm gonna set a stopwatch for something i'm gonna see if it pays off or not 
If it doesn't, <laughs> I'll tell you at the end of this episode what the stopwatch was for. But if it pays off in the way I think it will, it's going to be interesting. So, um, let's let's see. Where should I start with? Let, let's just start with the let's just start with the first picture that we've got here, the Shire. Okay, if this is on Zillow, how how are we looking into the Shire? Like, what what are the pros and the cons here? Uh, the biggest pros: pretty laid back lifestyle. Looks very spacious on the inside. Uh, you got really nice neighbors, albeit a little bit nosy. I don't know if I would like nosy neighbors, and the hobbits are notoriously nosy. Uh, to me, the biggest con is I don't have internet. Like. Uh, but then again, if, that's fair. If I'm living in the world of Hobbiton, and by our our own rules, I can't speak today. Uh, if we're following the rules that we set up, we're more or less we have no worldly knowledge. Like the world that we live in right now, we don't have any knowledge of that. So I don't know what internet is. So I would just be a lowly Hobbit. I'm not a big barefoot person, so I I don't know if I could handle the Shire. Like I would like to live in the Shire. I think it'd be a nice vacation destination, but a permanent home, maybe not. I don't. I don't think at least uh, <clears throat> not technologically there yet. Counterpoint. So you're looking up the Shire on Zillow, right? It says great, great neighborhoods, great nightlife. Uh, it's got a great farming community. Uh, <laughs> Like just, but to me, like I don't think you'll need the internet because you're hanging out with your bros all the time. Like, dude, what, I, what's it to do no in the Shire issues. besides drink? Do, do you need something else to do? Well, some of us don't drink, so yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, Frodo reads a lot of books. So I'm assuming there's books to read. Yeah, I know how I, much you love reading books. But here's the problem: is most of my neighbors don't read books either, so I can't talk to anybody about these books. I have a lot of illiterate neighbors if we're following <laughs> source material. There, a lot of the Shire is full of idiots. Okay, okay. I feel, I hear what you're saying. Now, what I'm hearing you say, Nathan, is you want a great location with great people, but you want there to be something, something more modern about it. I will see your Shire and raise you Naboo. Dang it! Dang it! Yeah! <laughs> I was going to bring yeah, that to boy. the table later. And not just because it's on the lower third there. Um, okay, yeah. Of all the Star Wars planets, Naboo is easily the one I'd want to live on the most. Hoth? Just the worst. I would rather die. <laughs> just like, uh, what's it? Uh, the Kevin Hart line from Jumanji. Nope, I, I would rather die. I'm, I'm going to die. Uh, nope, Hoth yep, no, is I'm just dead. the worst. <laughs> Tatooine is just the worst. Also, so much I genuinely actually it's Googled everywhere. this. Of, are there any humans on Endor? No. It's a population of about 10 million Ewoks, <laughs> which I would, <laughs> I would love to live on. Um, I would love to live on Endor. But at the same time, I would last about a day before I get eaten alive by Ewoks because Ewoks, spoiler alert, will eat anything. Heart. Notice they're how terrifying. when they're celebrating at the end of Return of the Jedi, those Stormtrooper helmets are hollow and we never find out what happened <laughs> to the bodies. They're eating something, all right. You're welcome. <laughs> um, oh, plus, but no, boo! There's no human civilization on Endor. As much as Endor is gorgeous to me, 
but Naboo. Naboo is that right balance of like it's yes. low tech and high tech at the same time. Like Coruscant, I don't like cities. I I feel like I would get stressed out by that. It's like basically living mm-hmm. in shiny Detroit for the rest of my life, and no thank you. As much as there's the Jedi Temple there, uh, plus I don't know if I would trust the Jedi really if I was I living on Coruscant. Where's Naboo? Naboo's pretty laid back. There's there's nice green fields, nice waterfalls. Seems like a nice place to live by and large. I don't know uh, yeah. if it's expensive or not, but the whole planet can't be expensive. I, I feel like Naboo would be uh, the equivalent of living on Naboo would be like living in like Norway, Sweden, like Switzerland, like those areas of the like world. Venice. But with like good temperature and like you can grow things so everything that like is bad about norway um <laughs> is what's wrong Naboo with norway like, uh besides the fact that you can't grow anything there um <laughs> yeah that's mm, let's not let's not get to talk to josh don't but talk they, to josh about weird other economic systems of other countries but they always I, have big I know summer a blowouts. weird amount but they always have big summer blowouts <laughs> Picks up a blowouts, but like I just Naboo just seems like the kind of place that would be really fun to grow up. Like like you said, little low tech, little high tech. You get you get alien visitors from time to time. It looks like there's tons of jobs, tons of places to live. Um, it seems like they have a great political system that is actually absolutely not thrive. Like there's tons. There's absolutely no. Uh, corruption apparently in their political system, um, minus the trade but federation. But depending seems, on where, you're, what area you're living in, it might be yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and like you get to like be neighbors with the Gungans, which you know has its up and downs. But Is at that least a, you're not underwater. I, I, I'm putting that as a con, not a pro. <laughs> and no, uh, no. Before you ask Ben, he is not a Sith Lord. George versus Sith Lord. Stop it! <laughs> Absolutely. Don't don't I'm antagonize. Gonna, it, he, he, no, he, 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 he paid me money to every chance I get to bring up that's, uh, that Judge Urbinks is a, a support. We're, we're going to need another jar. <laughs> what else you got, bud? Um, that's my only, that's my only Star Wars one. Cause I, I try to think throughout the Star Wars same, galaxy, same, uh, same. I was like, Alderaan's nice, but I don't want to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. But Mustafar, see, hey, it hey, sounds hey, hey, horrible. That breaks your rules though. You you don't True. know what's True. gonna happen to Alderna Alderon Alderon Alderon. But again, it could be era specific. Maybe we're living in uh, the prequels, in which case my kids will die, not me. That's that's yep. really dark. I'm sorry, yep. future kids. <laughs> yep. Uh, but no, Naboo. Nothing hey, ever that's happens to like Naboo. Real Earth. Also, like. What happened to Naboo after Revenge of the Sith? We never hear about it ever again. Which, I think it was belated media that when he wrote rewrote the prequels, he's just like, yeah, why don't we just have the action on Alderaan, not Naboo? They have exactly the same um, environments in terms of being really, really lush and green, except you'd care now that Alderaan gets blown up. But let's see. Um, Let's have another one that might be on Josh's list. Asgard. Because... Is it on Josh's list? I can't tell. It is not. I think Asgard could be really, really nice. By and large, well, assuming it's before Ragnarok, (laughs) um, assuming it's before Ragnarok, 
it's a really nice place. There really is no, at least from what we saw in the MCU, there was no bad places to live in um, Asgard. Granted, you'd have to be a god, which would that make us a god if we lived there? Or we were- yes. No, not necessarily. Because remember, Jane and Thor the Dark World is a human. Um, oh, I just like referenced Thor the Dark World in a good Dark way. Dark World, yeah. Something. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't have to be a god. It's just more than likely you are. But then, th- mm-hmm. see, that's the pros of it's a really, really nice city. You're well taken care of. Plenty of food. The cons are, realistically, in a few years, you've got a 50-50% chance of dying. Actually, you've yep. got a 75% chance of dying. Because you either are in the half that gets killed by Thanos. And then if you survive that, you might be the half that gets snapped away. <laughs> like, yep. uh, I'm reevaluating the Asgard thing now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Then that, sir, is why I will bring something from Thor to the table. But it will not be Asgard. It's going to be... Uh, Jeez, I'm gonna I'm gonna mispronounce this. Uh, Sakar, the the place from really? uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yes, maybe it's the uh, the grittiness, the 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 fun that that lifestyle I think would be of everyone's a bounty hunter and there's guaranteed entertainment at the end of the day. <laughs> I think Sakar for me, Sakar stresses me out too much. It's like Vegas on steroids. It's like if. I would always be like someone's <laughs> trying to pick my pocket no. or literally stab me in the back. Like it is so so sketchy. It's like the underbelly of Coruscant, and I'm just That's going weird. no, no, thank you, Sakar. I do not trust at all. Plus, uh, <laughs> are you not see. at all worried about the getting the Grand Master mad at you, and he just hits you with that little bunky stick and just melts you on the spot? But see, in this scenario, I don't know about this stuff. I just see a place at the end of all galaxies that everyone ends up at eventually. And it just it seems super cool, you know? With <laughs> it's, bright, and pretty also colors. Like, uh, a, 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 a Las Vegas on steroids is uh, just Canto Bite, my friend. What's Canto Bite? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Hit me with something. Uh, I'll got my other MCU location, and when we were tossing ideas around, this was one of the first places that we said, and we already started to get into a, well, here's the pros, here's the cons. Wakanda. I think, economically speaking, this is probably the best bet of all the places we're going to talk about today. Yes. Wakanda, <laughs> I feel like, always has a pretty steady uh, oh, economy in terms of they've got great exports, they've got good imports. Uh, do they have any imports coming in? I don't actually. I don't think they do because they're pretty. Technically much, speaking, up until they this do. point in the MCU, yeah. they're very much in their own little bubble. They've got great exports. They've got um, plenty of stuff that, to sustain themselves. They seem like a very well-educated um, culture and a good place to live, which to me means a variety of jobs. Which, if I'm planted there and I'm more or less me. I feel pretty confident saying there might be some video editor jobs in Wakanda. I feel pretty okay about that. If nothing else, I could do like teaching or something like that. I feel like there'd be, there's good career opportunities in Wakanda and a stable enough economy makes me think, um, living arrangements might not be too difficult. It's another one of those like Naboo that's both lo-fi and hi-fi in terms of technology. You've got, cutting edge stuff and then you've got more traditional like just go basically leave the city limits and go out into the jungle for a bit you've got a little bit of both there mm-hmm. uh there's such 
diverse aesthetics and such diverse feel to Wakanda. So basically anything you want would be there. Now the outside world might be a little complicated to get to, but you might not know about the outside world depending on where you live. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Wakanda is probably one of the safer choices out there. Uh, again, provided it's not Infinity War, which, uh, what happened to all the citizens during Infinity War? Like, are they just chilling down that. in the city? Because everyone attacked the no, main tower. No, I'm overthinking this. <laughs> yep, yep, we don't talk. We don't, we don't talk about that. Uh, Infinity War is not a thing that happened in Wakanda. Uh, the, <laughs> the the dome protected them from the snap. Ooh, ooh, that'd be an interesting concept. Anyway, um, well, clearly it yeah, didn't. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Clearly Obviously it didn't, because everyone got snapped away Obviously. in Wakanda. Yes. Um, see, like Wakanda sounds great and all, but I just. <laughs> You wouldn't. You'd have no contact with the outside world. You have no. That's assuming real, people that you know see, aren't I, already in the bubble, and you weren't born and raised there. Your family could all be in the bubble, and you don't know anyone outside the bubble. That's true. That's true. We're that's just making true. up a whole bunch of hypotheticals uh, here. Uh, uh, but, 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 then yeah. you know, Killmonger comes along. What, what, what? Who's to say that Killmonger's actions didn't cause some people in Wakanda to be like? Yo, he's got a point, and then you've got a whole other sect of people in in Wakanda who are like, "Hey, bring down the ca- the king!" And I don't know where I'm going with this. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Don't okay, know. what you got next? <laughs> uh, I'm <sighs> Kanto region for Pokemon. Okay, it's the first. It's it's the first. Uh, it's the the region from the first game. Uh, it's lush with life. You're you're most likely a Pokemon trainer. You're out, you know you're 10, 10, 11 years old. You're out on an adventure of a lifetime, my friend. The world, the eco, the economy supports ten year olds <laughs> going and doing what they want, apparently. But like I, I don't know. It just seems like such a, like a thriving utopia of I mean obviously there's issues there's issues no matter where you're going to go but yeah there's issues I if mean, you're a pokemon I don't know, yeah I don't know what oh, oh no 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 hold on hold on you're not about to <laughs> make the assumption that pokemon are actually slaves are you floodgates are open now <laughs> no 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 hold on no let me <laughs> you tell you something brother that, no, no, sir. Look, they, I, that, yeah, I got no arguments that don't sound incredibly insensitive about this. I don't know what to, don't, don't, don't know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> they fight in the wild, so it's a lot. It's okay for us to let them fight for us. I don't know. I don't got nothing. <laughs> Let's put that in the cons pile. The the, the, the pros pile. God, the pros pile. You get to ride a dragon. Like some other franchise. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Are you sure? Uh, maybe. Do you want to get that I'm one not, out of the I way now? Nope. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm saving it. All right. All right. Not that it's not that it's on my list. It's not on my list. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, what you got next? I've got five more. Oh, Lord have mercy. Let me run through some then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, 
Power Rangers. I would love to Are live in Are you serious? In <laughs> you want to live in Happy Harbor? Okay, listen, listen. You're going to die. Right. So, You're going to die. It's like... Uh, Welcome to the jungle. It, it, it we would be fun and games. It, it would... <laughs> It would be like living in a regular city, except, yeah, except there's, there's a also Krispy a chance on every that you corner. could be a Power Ranger. No. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. You're not a high schooler like, without a tube. That sounds like a pro to me. But yeah, there's a Krispy I'm Kreme on every corner. There's a Dunkin'. No, thank you. I would rather have real donuts. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> also, can we take, can right, talk so... about that for a quick second? Of, I don't think I've ever seen product placement nearly as bad as 2017's Power Rangers. Of Let's have the entire <clears> third <throat> act revolve around Krispy Kreme and every other word out of our mouth is Krispy Kreme. So, I think you misspoke. Because I think what you meant to say, it is the best pro- product placement of all time. If it was and for that, any other hey, don- you know donut what? company, maybe. <laughs> Okay, that's. Better, I'm not a. I I'm right, not so, a Krispy Kreme uh, person. Uh, I got that one out of the way. Um, as I had way too many. I would love to week. live. I would. <laughs> I would love to live in China in in the movie Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, that's so it just oddly seems... specific. <laughs> um, I just like. There's something about that world that is so like. Could I mean you can see me. I know you can see me living in Kung Fu Hustle. Like I'm a pro- I'm one of the neighbors in that apartment. I can see complex. you living in Shaolin and- Soccer. Oh yes, say less, bro. Say less. <laughs> okay, quick side tangent. I had this discussion with my coworkers, and we were talking about this very topic. And I I just randomly thought, if we lived in National Treasure, would literally anything at all change for us? Like anything at all to which one of my coworkers was just like imagine if you got stuck in a musical and you just see a whole bunch of white people dancing in the streets randomly and you just happen to know the choreography every <laughs> single time going <laughs> how oh, i just, need that i need that to be a that movie of like someone TikTok. that's in a musical that doesn't know they're in a musical and so they're possessed and they don't know how they're doing the they're- motions there was one, wasn't it? Uh, it had Rebel Wilson in it, I think. Isn't it romantic? I think. Yeah, because I've definitely have seen that. Because that's Heather really likes that one. She's not possessed. She's just yeah. living in a movie. She's just living in a PG thirteen rom com. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'm down to five now. We're okay. okay. <laughs> um, Speed rounds over. Ooh, so I've got. Not one, but two Disney Channel ones. I've got two oh. ones that are technically from comic books and one horror location. What do you want, Josh? Give me the horror location. So mine is almost all pros, but one big, huge con. So the con <laughs> is there's some dude named Michael Myers that has a house there. <laughs> the pros are... Haddonfield, Illinois is a truly lovely neighborhood. It looks like a really, really nice neighborhood. It looks like suspiciously like the California part of Illinois for some reason. I don't know why, but it looks like a really nice neighborhood. And I'd assume, given it's the 70s, or if you wanted to do it in the 2018 area, given that area in that neighborhood, I'd imagine the house and cost of living would not be that high. But again, it's Michael Myers' neighborhood. So if you're out, <laughs> if you were out of town 
for one day of the year, just like the purge, I think you can make Haddonfield work. Like, uh, the school system is fine so long as your kids are okay with getting bullied if they believe in the boogeyman. Um, they, they seem to fully embrace the Halloween season, which I'm totally down for. The houses are my type of house. They look classic. They look nice. It, it just comes down to that one, one small hiccup. But if it wasn't, speaking of hiccup, um, (laughs) if it wasn't for that one small snag, I think Haddonfield, granted, it's completely made up town named after Haddonfield, New Jersey, but we don't care about that. I think Haddonfield would be a really, really nice neighborhood. It's just, you know, home to a mass murderer. But what town isn't? I mean, all of them. Um, I'm going to go with, I think, what I feel is an obvious one that I'm surprised that we hadn't talked about yet. uh, In that I would love to go to Hogwarts. Oh, heck no. Nope, that was the first name I yep. ruled off. Nah. That was the first one nah. I ruled off because nah. I know I would be dead within a week through some magical shenanigans. <laughs> like, that is See, a walking okay, okay. death trap. All of the wizarding world sounds cool, but I would get turned I into a you. toad or get lost yep. somewhere with those stupid okay. stairs. I would be okay. dead very, very quick in the wizarding world, and so would Josh. He would try I and mean, pet Fluffy, yes. and Fluffy so, would eat him. Hear me out. <laughs> so Also, I'm according saying, to J.K. Rowling, they don't have toilets anywhere. You just poop on the floor. Except for the scene in... Harry don't Potter, ask me. She forgets her toilets. own canon. Yeah. She does. She's terrible about that, yeah, unfortunately. Apparently, you just go um, to the bathroom on the floor and then just things. delete it with magic. I'm going, okay, sure. So, speaking of stuff that wizards don't have to deal with, Taxes? You ever notice? Never notice how nobody in the Wizarding World lifts. So all you gotta do is be buffer than them, bro. <laughs> Wait, are you are you literally saying you're gonna outswole some wizards? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm son. just now picturing Josh running up, like just streaking in between wizards, just running up, snapping wands, and just going on to the next person, just. <laughs> And just going and weaving in and out and breaking everyone's wands and going, Welcome to my world. <laughs> like, domination here. Just like, have pulled This is not so magical world anymore. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and President, Why you cry like baby? Why? Well, where's your magic now? Like, it's obviously, it's a joke, but I want to ride a griffin really bad. And, you know, Hogwarts a is the place to do that. It says, uh, we all know it's a griffin. Okay, it's a hippogriff. It has no part of a lion in it. We all know it's a it's a griffin. It's a griffin. No, dude, you and I would both be dead <laughs> real quick. Also, the basilisk is still a thing. I don't think the one is in the Chamber of Secrets. In the Chamber of Secrets. I don't think as that's the only basilisk that exists. Down there. I don't think that's the only one that exists in the Wizarding World. And so, in the words of Batman, if there is even a 1% chance that that thing is real, I'm not going there. That is a snake that is 50 times way bigger than it needs to be. Look. Also, there's an unusual <laughs> amount of snakes in the Wizarding World because of Voldemort, and I'm not a fan of that, so count me the heck out. Just nope, 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 a thousand times nope. I respect my Hufflepuff brethren. We are the best and the most underappreciated of all the houses. Uh, but uh, no, 
I would I would be a walking disaster, and so would Josh in the Wizarding World. We would oh. it would be bad. It would be bad news. Also, Ravenclaw all the way. Do baby. wizards have to pay rent? Like, how do no, they pay for houses not. and whatnot? Like, I they just I really, make houses. I I'm genuinely curious about the economic status of the Wizarding World. These are the questions we raise here. This is these are important things that need resolved. These are the questions J.K. Rowling <laughs> needs to be answering. <laughs> not never mind. You know not what? Everything no, else. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna bring up her Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cringe. Uh, but I I really think there's some really cool. I think if anything, dying through ma- uh, magical mishaps would be so much cooler than dying of old age in our current world. I would like to be able to see my grandkids. Nah, screw up. <laughs> I, I also would like to go to a magical on, world no, 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 that no. I don't have the Hold chance on. of dying. I don't really want to go to a place Hold that's on. high risk. Hold on. This guy, I just need the podcast to the, everybody that's listening to, 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 he, to recognize what I just heard. This man just said he wants to he, see his grandkids five minutes ago. This guy said, I wouldn't mind being on Alderaan. Al- Alderaan. Alderaan. You cannot say Alderaan say your life. Because <laughs> I would die there, and then my, ki- my kids would get blown up, and I wouldn't have to worry about and it. And then I reconsidered so- what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh-huh. going to just push right. it off uh-huh. to the next generation like we do with America. Um. Uh-oh. <laughs> What else Quick, you got? Segway, barrel roll, Josh, pick something else. Uh, Neverland. <laughs> it's actually on my list. <laughs> Search the camera to you because I didn't see, see, see your reaction too. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that with a straight face. Like, <laughs> bro, Neverland would be dope. You'd never ever get old. All the adventures you could have. Uh, okay, but here's the problem: you if you went right now, Josh, you were stuck at your age for the rest of time. I did have a caveat next to mine. It was like, <laughs> as long as I could go when I was like like sixteen or something. Oh, okay, that's a little yeah. better, but also. Maybe it's just my brain being way too cynical, but the name Neverland is forever ruined for me. <laughs> so I'm Curse just like, you, Michael Jackson. So I'm going, no, Josh, no Neverland, <laughs> no Neverland. But See, also, it sounded oh, like a panic. It sounded like also, a panic world, but just because you don't age doesn't mean you can't die. I would imagine. Oh, no, no. I don't. That would be a very interesting concept to explore. Of a pirate just fills one of the. Lost Boy's full of lead, and he's still alive. Just got a massive hole in the side of his head, or something like that. Like, can you die by a pirate, or can Captain Hook? Yes, you can, because Hook killed Rufio. Mm, yes. However, in the original Disney movie, uh, <laughs> uh, I say Hook you can die swap- in Neverland. There you go. There's oh, danger oh, there. Oh, no, oh, thank oh, you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Captain Hook gets finally swallowed by the crocodile. But he still appears later on, and he like will be, he like yell from eaten. the crocodile from time. He escaped because he's with Shmi. No, no. Who? Shmi. 
who's Shmi? Shmi's me. Anyway, um, I love I love that line so much from Hook. And y'all, can we take a moment to appreciate that the older Josh gets, the more he looks like Shmi? Oh. <laughs> you know what? Hit me with one, please, while I pout. <laughs> it's one of the few... I have two comic book places. This is one that I think Josh and I can get on the same page with. Uh, it's not the, like the top one. I would most definitely want to live here, but... I feel like, by and large, of all comic book locations, this would probably want to be one of the safer options, even if I would probably have to change my career choice. And that's Smallville. Nine times out okay. of ten, Smallville is a pretty safe place. Metropolis, I'd rather Metropolis than Gotham or Bloodhaven, but I still am not a big city fan. But Smallville, depending on the incarnation, whether it's a Smallville TV show or even Man of Steel or Superman and Lois... Smallville is pretty quiet. I, I like the small town feel. My only complaint is I'm not knowledgeable with farming, but I'm assuming if I was born and raised in Smallville, I would know farming. And it's not like Smallville is completely tiny. Like, they they still have a population and they've got stuff. They clearly, thanks to Man of Steel, we know they have a Sears, at least, with that blatant product placement. <laughs> if farming doesn't work out, I can work at their IHOP or something like that. Because, again, product placement. <laughs> I, I think I can make it work in Smallville. I would imagine since it's a small town, houses would not be that expensive. I think I can get a pretty decent amount of acreage there. Actually, Superman and Lois, they have regular-sized houses. Uh, Lana Lang lives in a regular house with her family. I think I could swing that. Maybe be a teacher. Maybe the small businesses need Vader production. Don't know. I think Smallville would be a pretty safe bet. Maybe I could run into some people. You never know. Not a lot of bad things happen to Smallville. They always go go wrong somewhere else also the kent's hospitality is legendary i would like to experience that firsthand thank you imagine the imagine you saying you know maybe i'll run into somebody and that somebody is zod, zod soldiers and just <laughs> it's doomsday just who literally <laughs> just runs into you <laughs> all right so <clears throat> i'm gonna be surprised you know this this uh this this uh place um, because it is a hardcore niche TV show that was raised from a book series. Cadet Kelly. I want to live. I want to live in Dinotopia. Like. No. Like that mini series that was that like Five Nights yeah. special that aired on like Fox or something in like the early two thousands. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Basically, Jurassic Park. <laughs> the 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 show about dinosaurs and humans living in harmony. Yeah, like, like one of the most bro. expensive TV specials of all time. <laughs> I remember that. Absolutely nowhere, bro. Okay, but just but how cool would it would it be to have your best friend be a triceratops? Like that's just dangerous. Like, awesome. <laughs> Clearly, our priorities think, are not in the same place. <laughs> I, I'm starting to realize a theme here that all of mine are like, adventure! And you're like, I want to have a sensible living. <laughs> yes, that's the point. I want to live. I want to continue to live, just maybe in a different environment that's a little bit fanciful. <laughs> nah, bro. Josh no, just has I a want, death I, wish. I want options for adventure. <laughs> yes, I like a little oh, bit I of just, adventure, just, but not like... sheer death. You would get eaten by a pterodactyl. 
No, because in Dinotopia, they all live in harmony. Because when Pangea separated, they left this small island by itself until they all heard it out. <laughs> oh, oh. Immediately gives you the... That gives you the plot. It's not on my list, but I would love to live in the world of Magic School Bus. Except... Uh, uh, no, thank you. I'm good. Except any of those shows like that or Arthur or any of those other kids no, shows, good. I feel like you'd be stuck in school forever and you're stuck in this perennial yeah, time well, loop that you can never age and that might be really, really depressing because Arthur, I feel like, has been in second or third grade forever and his voice only gets higher as he gets older for some reason. You, see here, so here's the thing. Here's the problem about living, like being in a world. Living, here's the problem with living. This is a thing. Um, okay, so uh, uh, <clears throat> it's great to watch, but could you imagine being a student on the magic school bus and then literally being like, "And this is, hey, look, there's that guy's rectum. We're gonna go at it." <laughs> like, oh, 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 wait, hold on, Miss Frizzle, hold on. I'm not really here for that. I'm you just had here to go to there. <laughs> Because that's a literally an episode. What? That's literally, that is literally what happens in one of the episodes. Like you can't. Oh, uh, and like, um, uh, what is the name? Arnold. Arnold literally gets his head frozen in space. I remember and that one. And it, it like shatters. And then he's and he's like all of a sudden okay. Like get out of here. No, being on Miss Frizzle's bus is a nightmare. <laughs> and I stand by it. So now Josh decides to be sensible. Well, I thought okay, you wanted so I'm adventure. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to say that and then say I think uh, um, um, Earth-12, which is the Earth that Batman Beyond is based off of, uh, would be a great place to live. No. Technology is at its peak. <laughs> no, Technology dude, is at that's its peak. Like, um, that's like Detroit 2099. Like. <laughs> I'm also, there's a chance you might wander into an old man's basement and become a superhero. Um, or I, I, I'm, I'm very much concerned that Josh wants to wander into an old man's basement. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you find yourself there, you know? Like, this is, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes you just really like popsicles. Some days you can't just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> Someday. So, so, all right, so anyway... <laughs> I'm just like there's there's something about living in that futuristic society that would be like just the fact that I could have a hoverboard is super cool. Like I'd be I'm here for that or a flying car. Absolutely. But not back to the there future seems... because as as we've said before, if you are not Marty McFly or Doc Brown, Back to the Future sucks for you because Hill Valley mm-hmm. looks like the slums. <laughs> like you're either stuck yes, in did. evil Biff. 2015 timeline the old west no thank you the old west just doesn't interest me i I like hygiene um or 1950s no thank you like back to the future doesn't seem like a good place to live if you're not marty no it does not i got one more what do you got uh, I've got three more. I, I know what your last one is. I feel like I know it. <laughs> I saved it for last after you're like, oh, I'm setting a timer. I was like, you know what? I was going to have that in the middle, but now it's going to be at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Out of spite. I, uh, my final one might surprise you, so I'll save that one for last. Um, I've got two Disney Channel ones. Oddly specific Gross. ones. Not necessarily. I think you might agree with some of these. I would love to live in the smart house because Josh forgot all about smart house. Didn't you? 
I didn't have Disney Channel growing up. <laughs> Do you know what Smart House is? Nope. So Smart House is basically the most like technologically advanced house of all time for the early 2000s. <laughs> a lot of it now <laughs> is just like, oh, that's cute. We That's been a thing of like, turn your entire left wall into a TV screen. I'm going, so a projector. <laughs> um, but it's like a super, super technologically advanced house. But once the dad starts dating a new woman and trying to find a new mom figure, the house like freaks out. Well, I'm fine because we have no need for that in the house. We're a pretty healthy functioning family. So the house would not need to fill a void there. Also, it just seems like a fun atmosphere. Um, and some people are like, aren't you worried that the house is always watching you? We live in 2021. Something's always watching you no matter what. You just kind of live with it no, at this point. Like somebody's watching me. <laughs> Who sings that? Uh, that's a good question. I wouldn't know, honestly. <laughs> Dang it. You, you knew my answer, my answer was going to be for that one. Um, um, yeah, I think Smart House would be fun. However, not as fun. As my other Halloween option, that might be a tad bit safer. Halloween Town. Because after oh. the events of the first movie, human and Halloween Town knights. Halloween. Halloweeners? No. Halloweeners! Halloweeners. <laughs> Halloween Towners. Um, they, they could coexist. And tell me, this doesn't just sound like a Nathan Paradise of Halloween. 365 days a year yes please like i'm already starting my hunt checking hobby lobby and party city to see if they put their fall decorations out which no they're they're just it's lacking july yes it's july july 4th is over they should have their fall stuff out by now oh gosh if i have to no. wait until after back to school is done then so be it but after after uh, back to school season. It's fall and spoopy season. That's the rules. I don't make them. I just obey them. But Halloween Town, year-round Halloween, and by and large, if you if Calabar is dead, which quick side tangent with the Calabar thing. Um, if assuming Calabar is dead, there is real no danger to Halloween Town. It is a fun mm-hmm. year-round spooky place to live. On uh, my my Calabar issue is in the movie. They spell Calabar, the main villain, C-A-L-A-B-A-R. On the DVD, for some reason, though, it's spelled Calabar with a K, and it, they've never changed it. So I'm going, uh, so so which one is it? Is the movie right? Is Calabar spelled with a C, or is Calabar spelled with a K? You're not helping your cinematic universe here disney which also disney you can you can reboot halloween town i would i would like some more family-friendly spoopies um i i want year-round creepies please please let that happen and josh is the killer of fun yep no if i'm not allowed to live in neverland with no conditions no Halloween. well we know you. why you're not allowed to live in neverland <laughs> is it because i'm a i'm an adult I want to be an adult. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about Burke yet. I want to talk about Burke. Which one's that? Uh, you know, uh, the island that uh, from from uh, from uh, How to Train Your Dragon. 
39 minutes, 44 seconds. <laughs> Dang, um. <laughs> almost, almost 39 minutes and 45 seconds exactly. Y'all, I thought he was going to do it earlier. <laughs> I knew well, it. I, I knew it. Like I, I said, knew it. I Heather told me, it you need to time him. He's going to say how to train your dragon at some point this week. <laughs> and I, oh. Now that we've now that we've had our like, timer like, come moment, come on, man! Like that seems like such a cool world. Okay, like it's such a cool world to live in. I mean, especially after the first one, where everyone's living in harmony. Sure, you're gonna have danger, but live in a house, get a pet dragon, go to the dragon races on the weekends. Like the econ- economy seems pretty stable, you know. Like that's like I don't I see no downsides up until the alpha comes into Taxburg, but the, uh, I see no downsides to this. Is this the same place that most of these Vikings are lose have lost some appendages and you might get burned by dragon fire? Yes. However, does Hiccup have both of his legs? However, <laughs> however, <laughs> have you seen some of the contraptions they build? That's so cool. Like if I could, like okay, I get, I have to lose my hand. Oh man! But you get to have a hand, a, a different kind of hand that you can just put other stuff on, like other different attachments. It's like an accessory. Here, here's the worst part about this, though, people at home. You know, because you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, that if Josh had his hand bitten off by a dragon or lost his hand somehow, he would keep that hand and go up to random people and say, need a hand? Because... And yes, you know, exactly. This, and then I could do that with my appendages. Like, it's like, come on. I see no downside to this scenario. I joked with Heather when we came up with this idea that it's just like, Josh is going to say how to train a dragon because that is literally Josh's utopia. It's a whole bunch of bearded Viking people and dragons and occasional warfare. If that is not Josh... I don't know what is. I, I, I see no downside to this scenario. <laughs> oh, oh I, man. I, I was worried. And you're telling me that I can eat and get fat and I'll just be like everybody else here? All right. And this, <laughs> and this is where Josh and I, once again, are going to deviate because Josh is filling out his fantasies, whereas me, I'm going, okay, if I'm going to get trapped in a movie – logically mm-hmm. which one can i survive the longest which can i make the most happy life for me and i thought <laughs> oh, long and hard about this and an answer might surprise you josh i went with san francisco from big hero 6 i, I can totally believe that I because totally believe and that. some people be like i don't want to live in any place that's got superheroes that might be collateral damage and i understand that i won't want to live in metropolis or gotham or new york in the avengers universe but the damage that happens in Big Hero 6 is very much just centralized to one location and it only happens once. And people are like, well, what happens after that? You should watch the animated series because it's really, really good, actually. But by and large, the villains that they deal with in Big Hero 6 are minor annoyances. They are really not, like, global <laughs> threats. And also, I feel like San Francisco is such a cool melting pot of various cultures. Like, obviously, it looks like San Francisco. But I get a little bit of Seattle vibes to it. Um, and a mm-hmm. little bit of obviously Tokyo, hence the tail end of the name. 
I feel like it's a very technology-forward area, and that's obviously my field of study with video production stuff. So I don't think it'd be hard for me to find a job at all. And clearly, if Baymax is a functioning object, the healthcare system is very, very good in San Francisco. So I'd imagine with them being such a good technology company, it's a good economy. Health insurance is pretty good over there. Uh, You've got great views. Uh, You've got the ocean right by. I... Now, my only concern is I don't know what the price of rent would be. Like, it's a major city, but maybe if you're somewhere on the outskirts, mm-hmm. it might be a little cheaper. But by and large, mm-hmm. I would think Sanford Tokyo would be a pretty livable situation. Granted, you might have some superheroes around, but maybe you could work for the tech companies that make the suits. No one is overly superpowered in that. That's all stuff that they make, except for some characters mm-hmm. in the animated show. But uh, for a superhero world, San Francisco is relatively safe, and it might fit my style very, very well of technology-based, but not not super techy like hipster style, like full-on um, Silicon Valley. Plus, we keep hearing about Tess, uh, Hero's aunt, as a cook, I'd be very curious to try her cafe food, especially those wings, because I'm a sucker for wings, and I couldn't think of any like movie wing place off the top of my head. Uh, San Francisco just looks like a gorgeous town. I think it'd be, I think it'd be relatively livable and a pretty safe bet, yet a little different than where we live. Got a little bit of that fanciful element to it. No, no, I'm not gonna fight you on that. I mean, I just had one pop in my head. Um, <clears throat> And I'm, I'm I want to end on it oh, because God. it's completely different from everything that I've just said. Um, and the issue is I don't remember the name of the town, but I know what show it's from. Uh, but the main city that the Gilmore Girls live in just seems like the quaintest little town of all time, and I want to live there so bad. <laughs> Dragons, Vikings. Hey, look! There's a small little town that does little small town stuff and has a small town. Are you Laura Lyon and... right now? <laughs> Let's go, boy! Yeah, uh, dabbing on the podcast. <laughs> Y'all, I worry about Josh on a regular basis. He doesn't do it Please. anymore, but I, I still worry that him getting dropped on his head may have long-lasting damage to his cognitive oh, it functions. Does. It does. <laughs> Any it last totally minute does, thoughts man. when we bring it home, Josh? Your brain damaged head. Bro, I, I, <laughs> thirty concussions later, uh, JK. I don't actually know that that's the number. Uh, just so we're clear, um, <laughs> I don't. Not think that you remember. Uh, if I had a concussion, I think I would remember it. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> um. I think if anything, this shows that most movies don't work. Unless I'm trying to be like do a serious tie-in here. Most movies don't work unless you have a great world that people actually want to be a part of. That's what makes Lord of the Rings so so big world. and makes uh, and like but like movies like Tangled, movies like um, um, Aladdin, like those worlds to be entangled. So in. That would be great. I know, right? Oh, that'd be so much fun. But like. Those Aladdin, not so much. Seems so welcoming. <laughs> uh, yeah, depending on where you are on the so, uh, social economic scale. Street anyway, Raph. Uh, <laughs> the Tangle could be fun. Frozen, we'd all be, be dead. Like, but, okay. Ge- 
Yes, uh, because of, of, of two, never mind. You know what? Let's not. Yeah, we're not going to go down. Else we're wrap it up. Here. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I I enjoyed talking. With you. <laughs> I, I enjoy talking often, but I enjoyed today. <laughs> controlled insanity. Oh, this is not controlled insanity, but insanity in general. Um, but yeah, this is always entertaining. We'll we'll come up with more off-the-wall ideas going forward. Uh, next week, in honor of The Suicide Squad, we're going to try and kind of go with what the DCEU should have done. I saw a video recently that I was like, I kind of want to take a crack at that, of kind of general outline of this is the movie order that they probably should have done. Now, it doesn't necessarily exactly follow the DCEU, and some of them aren't even movies that existed. We're going to completely make up the DCEU from scratch in the multiple, at least for me. I don't know how Josh will approach this, but I'm going to treat it exactly like it's the MCU. I do it in phases, basically. And Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. it should be fun. Probably a little more controlled than this week, but we need to go crazy every once in a (laughs) while. Uh, What about you guys? If you could live anywhere in a movie, game, book, anywhere, but you have to live there and you have no prior knowledge of what the our regular world is like where would you live and why what was like hearing from you guys and as always if you like what you hear and you want to hear more subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on whether it's itunes spotify google podcast youtube and if you haven't already subscribe to us on youtube as we're closing in on 500 subscribers and as always stay sharp movie guys and gals